1: This is This Day Rocks from Vintage Rock Pod, I'm Paul Stevenson. Today is April the 4th and we start on this day in 1964 when one band, and I think you can probably guess who, filled all five spots on the Billboard Hot 100. Yes, the Beatles, the Fab Four, held the Fab Five spots with Please Please Me at Five, I Want to Hold Your Hand at Four, She Loves You at Three, Twist and Shout at Two, and the number one selling song on this day 59 years ago was Can't Buy Me Love. Another rock legend, the king, Elvis Presley, had people all over America tuning their TVs to NBC in their droves on this day in 1973. Aloha from Hawaii, the concert recorded three months earlier, was broadcast across the states with a third of all households with a TV set watching on the night. Huge numbers. Speaking of TV, on this day in 1967, Jimi Hendrix was the guest on the new BBC show D-Time with Simon D. Cat Stevens was also on the episode. On this day in 2008, Procal Haram's Gary Brooker won an appeal in London to an earlier ruling which had stated that Haram organist Matthew Fisher was entitled to 40% of the royalties from the band's mega-hit, the 1967 track Whiter Shade of Pale. It was agreed that Fisher wrote the organ line and should be co-credited, but they overturned the royalty award by noting that it took Fisher 38 years to sue. And a couple of birthdays to mention too. Slade's Dave Hill, guitarist and wearer of one of the most incredible fringes in history, is 77 years old today. And born on this day in 1952, but sadly no longer with us, is one of Northern Ireland's very best, the Belfast-born Gary Moore. He left this mortal realm in 2011 and today would have been 71 years old. But for today's main show, we also stick with the birthday theme. Yes, celebrating his 75th birthday today is drummer Pick Withers. Best known as the original drummer of Dire Straits, he played with Mark Knopfler & Company on the band's first four albums, including the hit songs Sultans of Swing, Romeo and Juliet and Private Investigations. He also played with the likes of Dave Edmonds and Jerry Rafferty and also worked on Bob Dylan's Slow Train Coming album. Now, I interviewed Pick on episode 12 of Vintage Rock Pod a long time ago now, and we spoke about him working on that album with Bob. You ended up playing with Bob Dylan, didn't you, on, his, on his, one of his huge albums? How did that come about? That sounds incredible.
2: Yeah, I enjoyed that. I enjoyed that more than I uh, died straight through straight, straight, <laughs> you really, because it's <laughs> such a good rhythm section. I played with a guy called Tim Drummond, who was just sensational bass player, but uh, you know of great kind of stock. He played the white guy, Southern guy played with James Brown. I mean, you know, a white guy playing bass with James Brown. Um, And, uh, of course, Mr. Zimmerman himself. And Barry Beckett, who had played piano on our second album and and produced it, really, Communique. And we went to Muscle Shoals, which is a kind of famous studio in in the south in Alabama, you know. So there are all those elements, but it was also... I mean, I I was a big Bob Dylan fan from Blood on the Tracks, Desire, uh, Like a Rolling Stone, Nashville Skyline, you know. um, So it was a big thing for me, you know. At first, my my initial response was I wanted to run away from it because I was terrified that I, I wouldn't be able to function within that kind of environment. You know, I remember the first day in the studio, I was just with the cans on, I think. Mm-hmm. Some something in my head was going, that's Bob Dylan. <laughs> <So it's laughs> like I was playing along to a record that had already been made, a contribution. And and the thing that I found apart from Tim and, and Barry and, and of course Mark was on rhythm, he's just a great rhythm player. And it was a yeah, it was a it was a really good groundbreaking record for me to 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 actually function in that kind of high octane environment whereas Dire Straits didn't feel like that to me you know at all at any stage mm-hmm. just didn't feel it just felt like just a bunch of lads who played a bunch of songs and all of a sudden this, this started playing to more than a bunch of people and so it was never it never had that real kind of significance of being something more groundbreaking you know But to play with Dylan you know is already a, you know, a living legend.
1: <laughs> and I'll be back tomorrow with more on this day rock goodness. So until then, take care.
0: It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football.